Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Welcome to Ghost Chronicles, right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and with me all the way from East Bridgewater in the penthouse is the Blonde Bombshell and Carrigan. Well, good evening, everybody. I hope you're all doing well, and uh, I'm doing well up here in my uh, my penthouse over the garage. Yeah, uh, you, you learned a new career. You, you're now a mixologist. I'm a mixologist, yeah. <laughs> Check me out on YouTube, folks. Drink of the day. Drink, Drink of, of the, the day. day. We yeah. needed something to do while we were in quarantine, so every day around 5 o'clock we... So what does an alcoholic do? video she comes up with drink of the day. What do you want? Hey. Yeah, alcoholics are pretty, you know. Alcoholics not, are people too, you know. They're not discriminating about what they drink, so I don't exactly. think I fall into that category. Well, you know, Same. yeah, that, that's why you put all these drinks out there. They give them a choice. You're you're enlightening them, <laughs> so it's 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 very important. You're doing a public service. I am uh, doing a public yes. service. Damn it! Absolutely. Okay? Right. Uh, it is my goal to make everybody happy every night. By providing Shit, them you mean. with a different beverage. <laughs> no. Completely sober, thank you. Okay. Anyways. Uh, when I we start. Do have, we do have a guest <laughs> talking about drunks. Uh, oh. Wow. We have someone I've known for a long time, and she used to be a good friend of mine. Uh, <laughs> she is Leslie Martin. I'm still a good friend, and I am sober as well. And, and I have to let you know that I went to the liquor store the other day because of you. Yes. I went out exactly. and I bought some rum chata, and yeah. I haven't made it yet, but I'm going to make it soon. Damn, you should be drinking that during the show, Leslie. That's all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you're around me, you should definitely be drinking. That's, I that's usually what most, do. That's yeah. what most women tell me, so, I mean, yeah. that's, that's it, fine. It all works yeah. out better that way. Yeah. yeah, it does, right. Mostly, yeah. You know, it's like a woman in the bar always looks better until you take her home. Uh. <laughs> just saying. It depends so on the wives you tale. We we just completing. We're just talking about legends and in, in the uh, the previous show, the previous hour, we were uh, talking uh, about uh. legends, and that's one of them. The most legend is never pick up a woman in the bar because next morning when you wake up, you'll be sorry. I wouldn't she, know. Oh. I've never picked it's, up a woman in a bar. How about you, Ann? No. It's, it's, no. Massachusetts. it's, it's Massachusetts <laughs> where we go opportunity. People here, we we can take up whatever creature we like and bring it home. That's no. fine. <laughs> okay. All right. I so, got to get out of this house. <laughs> yeah, you do. Don't stir crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. Anyway. So last night um, – and uh, Marion and I did a, uh, a class, a workshop on uh, automatic writing. And uh, have either one of you done that? I believe I did an automatic writing for you once, Ron, and I gave it to you. And it was a picture 
and you said it was a cat and blah, 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 blah. but I have tried it in the past. It's, it's interesting because you aren't cognizant of what your hand is doing. And then when you're done, you have something there. It's funny because pictures will show up. Words will show up. Names will show up. Um, I haven't done it in a very long time though. What about I, you, Ann? I did it in a workshop with you at spirit quest one year. Oh, you lucky person. Were you sober? Yes. No, oh, that's good. Didn't have a choice. Sorry. Still did it anyways. I know yeah, it. that's still good. Still did it anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did not write anything uh, earth-shattering. It was a bunch yeah. of scribbles. It so, does take practice, like all modalities. Yeah, I've uh, never so. done it before. Do you ever hear yeah. of uh, Patience Worth? No. No. No? Was she a pilgrim? No. Sounds like it. Has, it doesn't sound like it does. It does. I Patience agree with you. Worth, right? Yeah, absolutely sounds absolutely. like it. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the summer of uh, 1912 in St. Louis, a housewife by the name of Pearl Curran began experiment with the Ouija board because uh-huh. of her interest at the spiritual spiritualism at the time. It was fairly common occurrence, you know, during um, the uh, that particular era because of the Great War, of course, and also the uh, pandemic that was around then. My <laughs> how things go. My how things go in circles, don't they? Right, right. right. <laughs> Eventually, a spirit entity calling herself Patience Worth began communicating with Curran. I'm going to call her Pearl. I don't like calling her by her last name. Okay. Yeah, began communicating with Pearl. Although many did. Details were lacking in the account that she gave about her life. Patience Worth did identify herself as having lived in England during the latter part of the 17th century. Over the next 25 years, Pearl channeled the literary output of Patience Worth, which included thousands of poems and several novels. So prestigious was her reputation uh, of her or the spirit entity, I guess, depending on how you look at it. She was actually named one of the outstanding authors of 1918 by the New York Literary Magazine. My goodness. Isn't that, that amazing? Sounding familiar to me now, yeah. Yeah, she you w- talked she, about it. Yeah, she didn't have a, a, a great education. You know, uh, housewives at that time were basically housewives. Uh, you know, it took a, a great deal of years for, for uh, you know, women being allowed to go to college and, and go to, you know, vote. You know that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, so that's that's pretty cool. And, and that was automatic writing. She would just sit down and uh, it would start flowing from her. And basically it was the uh, the spirit working through her, channeling through her, I guess you would say. Spirit, automatic writing. spirit yes. dictation. Ooh, very there ghost writing. Ah, <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. Wow, that's mm. that is crazy. And I mean, you know, like um, as as Leslie said that she, you drew a picture, Leslie, and you had numbers and words and stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As far it, as I, it was like it was like eight years ago, Ron. It was so long ago. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it can manifest in many ways. You ever hear of Rosemary Brown? Nope. No? Nope. I'm surprised. Actually, in the late 1960s and the early 70s, there was a, 
worldwide uh, renaissance of interest in ESP and the occult. One of the most fascinating cases of automatic writing dates from that period. Uh, in 1964, Rosemary Brown, an ordinary English housewife and mother, began channeling music. Uh-huh. So she began channeling music. She claimed, uh, which claimed was dictated by some of the world's greatest classical composers, including. Go ahead. Uh, was she writing it out like m- musically? Yeah, musically. She had like on a music little, staff and. Yeah, she, absolute music. It was not. Wow. Uh, w- w- she composed songs. Hmm. Uh, she said that this work was uh, her primarily was uh, Franz Litz, but she also uh, wrote works uh, of, of Bach, Beethoven, Schubert, Schumann, Chopin. Brahms, a whole pile of them. Wow. And, and she had very little musical training, and these were complete scores. That's uh, nice. So she was, became known as the musical medium. <laughs> well, that's, that's amazing. That's crazy. By her time of her death in 2001, that's not that long ago, kids. No. Brown had transcribed or performed more than 400 new works from dozens of the world's greatest symphonic composers in spirit. Hmm. I've never heard of her. Yeah. I can't imagine being able to, I mean, so when you do automatic writing, are you actually like, not in a trance, but like, yeah, uh, it's kind of like a trance. Is it, yeah, is yeah, it yeah. like that? So, well, well, you you connect with the, another level. It's not really like you're in a trance. You're you're just um, you're moving your energy to the next level. So, sort of like with mediumship, you're not you're still you know conscious of what's going on around you, but you're also connecting and tapping in to other levels of, of uh, the well, planes. I- I don't know. I guess you you would have to describe what I mean. You would have to define what you believe a trance is. Uh, I I consider it a trance. It's basically uh, you're in in the alpha state rather than the beta state. Uh, for those who don't know, we're talking the beta beta state is is your active state when you're around. Usually uh, around I think it's 23 cycles per second. Uh, versus the beta s- state when you're dropped down to like 13 cycles or, or 8 to 13 cycles per second. Cycles of what? Your brain, how your brain works. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's uh, It's not clear on that. Okay. Um, it's If you look at, if you, you know, how do you want to get into the, the science of it? But if oh. you do a, uh, a brainwave pattern, you can mm-hmm. see see that in a, uh, a physical graft, mm-hmm. pretty much like an EKG. Okay, got it. So, right. what what Mar- what what most uh, mediums do, and, and Leslie does too, is is they uh, count you down usually and uh, bring you from that beta consciousness to an alpha consciousness. Okay. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. Leslie? Leslie? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so what you're doing is you're calming, you're calming the mind while you're doing the countdown, and you're bringing 
the consciousness uh, further at a different level. Uh, it goes down and up. And you are, when you're communicating with spirit, you kind of meet in the middle. So, um, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's, it's really hard to, you know, explain. <laughs> you, well, I just no, it. It, it isn't. The, the alpha and the, the uh, beta is, is scientifically proven. It's, it's very yeah, simple. Yeah. So, I mean, let me try to do this. This is might maybe a little clearer. Uh, the alpha in the beta state is an indication of the brain's level of activity, okay? Normally, waking brain operates between 14 and 27 cycles per second. That's the, the beta state. Uh, to create a trance state, the brain wave must be taken down to uh, the alpha state, which is between 8 and 13 cycles per second. Okay. So basically, you're slowing down your brain. You're, you're, you're count when your brain's awake. When you're awake, you're, you're, you're processing all kinds of things. You're processing your environment around you. You're processing this. You're processing that. In the alpha state, uh, it brings you down where your, your brain levels are slow. They're not going as as uh, fast. You're not getting all these beep beep beeps. You're just kind of like uh, slowing down. So you are they, in a, a meditative state. Yeah, a trance is to what I would call right. it. But, yeah. I mean, if someone were to meditate and you're just That's exactly shutting, what they're doing. shutting yeah. everything else out, you're yeah. meditating, you're focused on your breathing, and that's it. So, got it. You're yep. slowing your brain down. Basically, yep. you're, you're, you're getting rid of the... Uh, all the noise in the world, all the mm -hmm. things that's attacking your brain, that's giving, making it, trying to analyze everything. Right. And so, I mean, it's it's an intriguing thing. Go ahead, Les. I was just going to say, so you're fully aware and you're focused, but you're effortless, effortlessly calm in your mind. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're more focused on, on what, what's... That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> I need to get to that place. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's what yoga is in a lot of, uh, basically, uh, they, I hate that word, basically, I don't know why I've been using it so much, <laughs> uh, Judge Judy be yelling at me. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, that's what you do in yoga, too, is you slow your brain down and, mm -hmm. and things. But anyways. Hmm. Well, it's, I just, I think it's, it's cool if, I don't think a lot of people, a lot of people have difficulty getting to that state. Um, I feel like I'm one of those people. Um, I mean, it takes a lot of it takes a lot of effort on my part <laughs> mm -hmm. to get to that state. Um, so I think that that is is pretty neat that if you can lead someone into that state, that's awesome. <laughs> With everything, it takes practice, 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 practice. It's, and, and once you get the hang of it, you can do it pretty automatically. You go from one state to the other, you know, like when we sit down at the red light stands, I'm like, okay, bam, I'm there. You know? so, um, <laughs> but you're not the only one because we have so much going on in our brains in the beta level that, you know, you've got, you're always multitasking. You're, you have to do yeah. this. You have to do that. You've got to pick the kids up. You've got to go make dinner. I have to pick up this at the store. All of these things are always bouncing around in your brain. It's very hard to 
undo that when you're so, you know, used to doing that. Mm-hmm. So 10 minutes a day, just sit in a quiet room and, and 10 minutes a day, mm-hmm. calm down, breathe. And if, if those things pop in your head, oh, I've got to go pick up Tommy. It's like, just, okay, you acknowledge it, you let it go. And when you focus on your breathing, there's a space in between your inhalation and your exhalation where there's nothing. And that's what you should focus on is the nothingness. Oh. So you breathe in. Because that's basically when, you, when you're in the beta street, you, your breathing is much faster, too. Everything is faster. When you get into the alpha state, you've slowed things down and your breathing is slower and it's just more concentrated than uh, thing. I mean, it's difficult for a lot of people. I mean, that's why some people, they get a really lot out of religion and so forth because they can get themselves, they can quiet their minds and, and, and get into prayer and stuff like that, where mm-hmm. it's difficult for me because my mind's going all over the, over the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's why some people can do that more than others. That's why I always wonder. I said, why, you know, how come I, I can't do this? Like, I have no clue. I mean, I, I, it's the same with hypnosis. You know, a lot of people think, uh, you know, uh, hypnosis, they can't be hypnotized and stuff. But if they're under the right training, they can be hypnotized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you're in, so, so these women that you just yeah. talked about, Yep. We're in this state of mind. Right. Intentionally, I'm assuming, trying yeah. to communicate. Because, I mean, you don't just yeah, go. Well, I suppose one, you could go into this this state, mm-hmm. uh, this this alpha state, and have communication, unintended communication. You do. And, and I can tell you that for a fact because I've done investigations where – uh, women have called me and, and uh, they've been doing yoga and uh, they've felt presence or they, they had contact with someone. And even uh, mediums uh, have had haunted places, uh, even though uh, they do that for a living. They talk to the dead. They've had other spirits that, that came around and, and attached to the place or the, uh, themselves at all. But when you get in that state, uh, I mean, when I mean mediums, I, I take that back. I'm sorry. I meant psychics, uh, psychics um, that, you know, use tarot cards and stuff like that. They, they, they do the same thing where they, they get themselves in a, a state to connect as well. So, it, it, yes, you, you can be prone. And that's, you know, you know, a lot of people say, well, how come spirits can jump in the marine the way, the way they do? Because when she goes out in the investigation with us, she lets her guards down. In other words, she, she basically opens up totally. And that's different than uh, a lot of mediums. They say, oh, I wouldn't allow that. And, and that's their own personal choice. But there's, there's a different, they could do it if they didn't have their own guards up and so forth to block it. Sometimes it happens and you're not expecting it. I was, <laughs> I'll give you an example. I was in the shower and I'm washing my hair, and I was completely relaxed because I was, it had been a long day. Finally, yeah. shower, you know, it's Love nice and hot. And I, I got the shampoo in my hair, and she says, you got to tell Paula. <laughs> <laughs> what? This, this woman says, you've got to tell Paula. Oh and I God. said, tell Paula well, what? <laughs> so I've got, you know, shampoo in my hair. And you got to tell her not to worry about the money. 
I said, okay. Oh, right. you said tell. I thought you said kill. No, no. Yeah. And I so thought I was, you said, that's what it sounded like, didn't it, Ed? I thought you said kill. You've got to yeah. kill. No, no. Kill Paula. Oh, sorry. Kill wow. Paula. Who's <laughs> Paula? Well, yeah, I know. I, can tell you, I, I wouldn't want to be I did not. I did not kill Paula. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. So I was like, well, well, how do I know that you're giving me a real message? And she said, Karen. And I said, well, who's Karen? And she me. So I have a friend, Paula. So the next day at school, I was like, Paula, I have something to tell you. And I don't usually, you know, I have my, my school life. I work in an elementary school. I have my medium life. I, I keep them separate. Boxes. And yes, right. they're totally different boxes. And I have this, this, I told Paul, I have to tell you this. And so I said, your mom said, you don't have to worry about the money and that she's with so-and-so and and whatever else she told me. And Paula just burst into tears and she said, you don't understand how long I've been waiting. I've been asking my mother every night to tell me these answers. And so it was important enough for this, this fair woman to come into my shower (laughs) <laughs> so much for but, karma, huh? Didn't run in the bathroom, no. Yeah, well, hey. you'll be surprised. You, you let your you let your mind go into the the beta cycle or the alpha cycle without even knowing it. Right, so that's that was my point. That's crazy. And and oh I mean. God. And when you, you know, you had your own when you did trancing, like, for instance, when we did the, for those who don't know, and that there aren't too many, uh, we've been, Leslie and I have been doing the red light sciences for over three years, except for the last couple of months, unfortunately. And uh, there was one time, and, and Marion, I mean, uh, Leslie is, is not a, a trans challenge. She doesn't really do that. And there was one time we were in that particular seance, and uh, somebody came through, uh, and uh, she actually channeled this person. Do you remember that, Leslie? Well, you don't because you didn't remember. I don't remember did. what I said. I do remember it happening because you were like, do you remember what you said? <laughs> but um, I sort of lost There were a few bombs there, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> it was the strangest thing for me because I'm not a trans channeler, and I lost myself somewhere. I, I wasn't present for what was coming out of my mouth. Which was a little unnerving. Oh, because yeah. I like to be in control, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And apparently, I, I wasn't. So. And let me ask you this, and and you might have had this experience. I I don't know, at all. But you know, mm-hmm. it, it it happened to me one time, in in that uh, I had uh, I had a car and I had a transmission put in my 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 Buick from in Lowell, and I was going down the Cape uh, to deliver an order. And and I went down and the car broke down. Mm-hmm. So uh, they had to get towed back from the Cape to Lowell. And we went into the 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 uh, the sales office and everything else. And they, they said, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of the transmission and everything. But we're not paying for the towing. And I just went ape shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it was really weird. All this stuff came out of me. And it was like. I wasn't there. It was like I had st- stood out of my body and was watching my body do this thing. And uh, I, I, have you had that experience before where you, you've actually been s- stepped out of your body with kind of as you saw yourself? So you're like, I can't believe I did that or I can't. Mm, no, 
Yep. Not, I can't say that I have. Okay. A lot of people have in different ways. They'll say, wow, I, I, you know, it wasn't myself. I couldn't really. And, and that does happen. It, it's, it's like you, you step out of the way for this other, <laughs> other part of you to uh, do its thing. Uh, no, not no? that okay. I know of. I mean, there's certainly been times when I have lost my temper. Um, but right. I don't think ever like become disconnected okay. from myself, you know? Okay. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, there are other key. Whoops. Coming up to the break. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's kind of uh, interesting in, in a way, this channel and thing. And, and, and it goes, I mean, when you think about it, you, you think about like astral projection and stuff like that when you actually leave your body. And so it's vice versa is, okay, if you can do that, then why can't a spirit go into you or work through you? And I don't know. It's, it's interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. And I want to start a story, but I'm so close to the break right now. Too close. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, Ron. Hold on. That's a kill. (laughs) When we come back, though, you know, we talked about different mediums that uh, you can uh, automatic writing, and we we talked about how um, Rosemary Brown did uh, wrote musical compositions, and and Patience wrote poems and books. Well, we're going to talk about another method of uh, automatic writing too that. Is a little more interesting, I think, anyways, in a way. Anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann Carrigan and Ron Cole, right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Glant Messier Family Law Group in High Street in North Andover, Massachusetts. Our very special guest is Leslie Martin, medium Leslie Martin, who wrote the book Medium Rare. And Leslie, how can people find out about you? Oh, uh, I'm on, I live on Facebook, Leslie Martin. I also have a website, which is lesliemartin.com. You can find me there. Okay. And we'll be right back after the following messages. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. 
The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, Mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest this evening, Leslie Martin. And before we go any further, Leslie, John says yes. it has been a while and he wants to say hi. <laughs> hi, John. How are you doing? Is that John in Florida? Yes. Yes. Hi, John. Nice to hear from you. Yay. There you go. All right. I told you I'd do that, John. <laughs> Finally got to do it. <laughs> There you go. Anyway, uh, as, as I said before the break, you can do other methods besides composing music and writing poems and write things. Uh, the Surrealists, this is probably you didn't know this, but most of the Surrealists, like uh, Dadar and uh, Dadar, well, I can never say a stupid name, um, you know, Sal- Salvador Dali, uh, they believed in psychoautomatism. God, why do I get these? <laughs> Whereby they, they channeled their art without obstruction or interference from the usual mental mental process involved in their work. So they, they would just channel. And uh, they also uh, use their dreams to uncover artistic visions. So this is another form, and that was art. And this was the oh. Surrealist movement. I think we should do that at Spirit Quest. There you go. We should, we should do that at Spirit. That's mine. I'm doing that. <laughs> this year, I mean, people have been bugging the hell out of me wanting to know if it's still on. So, yeah, it's going to be on. So I'll put you down for that. There you go, kiddo. Perfect. Ooh, very mm. cool. I'll start buying some acrylic. <laughs> I, I have tons of acrylic, kiddo. Awesome. And brushes. Everything you need. Perfect. Talk, talk to the hand. Cheaper. Love it. <laughs> talk to nice. the hand. Nice. All right. So, you guys have heard of William Butler Yeats? Well, no. yes. I haven't heard of anybody. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tell us, tell us about him. Well, you know, he, you know, he was a great uh, um, symbolist oh. poet, right? Yes. But. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, he was uh, he was fifty when he married. Uh, Georgie Hyde Lees, a young woman half his age. That'll do it. Uh, they they together, <laughs> con- t- together they conducted a series of long, complicated experiments in automatic writing, which formed the basis of their book Visions, which was published in 1925. So Yeats even uh, got involved in uh, automatic writing as well. Oh wow. But this one here, you guys, I definitely, as we talked about other methods of uh, automatic writing, Ruth Montgomery. Does that ring a bell for any of you? No. Okay. During uh, her 
career as a working journalist, she covered the careers and accomplishment of a half a dozen presidents of the United States, as well as a great many international and national stories. But nothing she reported or wrote as a journalist uh, was quite miraculous as the uh, what she discovered and wrote through channeling automatic writing in her mid-60s at the urging of her friend Arthur Ford. Uh, she described her experience as in writing as feeling like a hand was on her shoulder. And uh, she first heard the words, go to the typewriter. From that point, she took her messages in the fashion of the typewriter rather than the paper. And in 1965, Montgomery published A Gift of Prophecy, the phenomenal Gene Dixon book and sold more than three million copies wow seriously yeah huh. okay business kids apparently so yeah you should be wow. pull this automatic writing there's money to be made in it <laughs> i've been cleaning out my barn and we came across two electric typewriters maybe i should pull one of them out and just sit in front of it put <laughs> a hand on my shoulder <laughs> write myself a book <laughs> we, we, we did an investigation. I think it was in the, in the first book that we wrote, Ghost Chronicles, and it was the house that went to pot. And <laughs> we went we went in there, and, and it's called that because the woman used to do the the Ouija board by herself mm-hmm. uh, while smoking pot. Uh, so anyway, she she had a lot of things going on. But at the very end of the night, she ended up uh, showing how she was doing automatic writing on the computer. And she demonstrated it to us. Uh, she sat down and, and stuff just started coming out. So hmm. you could do it on the computer as well. There are a lot of methods. Once you get yourself in that state and you find the, the, the medium that works for you. Now, automatic writing, it, it doesn't always come through an, as another spirit. Um, you know, it, it comes from many sources. The first one, of course, would be a spirit directly channeling through you. And then also um, you can uh, automatic write your higher consciousness. So that is who you really are without all the trappings you have in this this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also tap into a greater consciousness uh, as well. So there and even uh, access the Akashi records. Oh, my God, I said it right. Did I say that right? Akashic. Akashic. Damn, so close. You were close. Kashi, Kashi, Damn. Close. So, so there's a lot of a lot of great methods of uh, of uh, automatic writing that people can do and practice. So if I smoke pot and sit at the computer, no, and no, wait. no, 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 no. <laughs> we were rec- we didn't recommend Ren that to him. Ren, what was that word? Recommend? We did not. We did not recommend it to her. Okay. Well, that's yeah, good we, to know. We tried to talk her out of it, which is one of the reasons why she lost her house and uh, the, one, the one in Andover burnt down. Uh, yeah. Oh, anyway. So. Goodness. That's bad. Yeah. Mixing with the wrong crowd. Sorry about that. Apparently. You never really ever do Ouija by yourself, and especially not if your mind is altered. You should just not do that, people. Don't do it. Yeah, but she, we try to tell her that, but she had a valid excuse. What was her 
What was that? Well, you know, she started doing the Ouija board. She made contact with the spirit, and, and the spirit became her friend. And then she uh, started smoking pot, and she wanted the spirit to uh, know what it felt like when she smoked pot. So she invited him in, and then uh, they became really good friends because uh. the spirit would always tell her when the sales were at Macy's. <laughs> That's a good partnership right there. Wow. There you go. Can't beat that. So anyways, uh, if you want to read more about it, it's in our first book, Ghost Chronicles. It's the house that went to pot. Uh, so. You can't make this stuff up. Yeah. 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 So what, about, what about dreams, Guy? You guys believe in dreams as, as methods of communication? Yes. I do. Really? Yeah. What do, you th- what do you think they are? Um, I think it's partly your subconscious, and sometimes, it's like, uh, one night, I'm going off topic here a little bit, um, I woke up because I was falling through space, and there was wind coming past my ears, and I fell into my bed. So I do believe that when you are in a dream state, you can travel astrally. So. Right. Wow. They have astral, astral sex, by the way, just to let you know. I, uh. I don't think I've ever experienced yeah. that. Yeah. But, you don't, you don't um, even need protection. Uh, thanks. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, don't, don't think. It, yeah. No. <laughs> Just no. Can't so anyway, while you're, in, while, while you're dreaming, your, your mind is in an altered state. So I think that it is very possible and does happen that um, you get messages in your dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of them are very, very vivid, and I've, I've had conversations with people where they said, my mother touched my hand, and when I woke up, my hand was warm, and I was crying, and I know it was my mother. And you can't oh. doubt that. No. That is very, yeah. you know? I, I've i only had a couple dreams like that, like in my whole life, where I talked to somebody who was dead. And I I know, because it was so vivid and and how clearly I remembered it um, that someone, you know, talked to me um, because ge- in general, I don't usually remember my dreams. Um, very, very, you know, few and far between, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. But I know uh, my neighbor, Karen, across the street and uh, she died from cancer Uh quite a few years ago Uh, and just you know when you think of Karen you smile it's the first thing you do because that was the person she was she was just funny and genuine and just a a great person and uh, you know it's not fair and God takes the good ones and all that but uh I had a dream that uh, we always used to have big St. Patrick's Day parties here for years and years. And I I had a dream that we were having our big party and she came through the crowd in the kitchen to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, Karen, you're here. You know, I mean, I remember the whole conversation like to this day. Um, You're here. Why are you here? And she said, I just had to come and. Uh, and give you a hug and say hello, but I have to go now. I can't uh. stay. 
And it, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. I just I do. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> what? Yeah, really? Um, and then she just went back, like, through, like, there was a big crowd, and she just went right back through the people and just disappeared. And I, I told her family about it. Um, and they were all, you know, in tears and they're like, Oh my God, she came and talked to you. And, uh, very, that probably one of the most vivid dreams I've ever had in my life. And, uh, you know, we all just loved her a lot and I'm just so thankful, you know, that she came and she talked to me. Um, see, there's no doubt in your mind that was her. She absolutely came and talked to you, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, that's. It it was very cool. So that, that is one of the, probably the few times, um, in my life. I like, even my own mother hasn't done that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Apparently she was talking to one of my friends a few weeks ago and came and talked to her and the friend, you know, (laughs) sent me a a message and said, well, your mother came to me. I, and she's not a close friend either, which was really funny. (laughs) She's like, yeah, well, you know, I just had to tell you this because your mother came to me in a dream last night and she gave me something. She had something orange in her hands and she said she wanted to give it to you. Neither one of us knows what the hell it is, but she passed on the message just like you did, Leslie. I don't know. (laughs) I wish it had more meaning. You know, actually, that makes makes sense, man, because – if you if you go if your mother you know your mother uh, appeared to you maybe you would dismiss it as much but if it went to like almost a total stranger or someone who was not that good of a friend and she appears that enough that that she tells to you maybe that's her way of saying yeah see I'm still here you can maybe. this is my way of uh, you know showing you because it, you know we we dismiss oh I had a dream about my mother that's usually what they they say right but when somebody else has it's like oh wow that it shows it's okay. Yeah. yeah, you pay attention a little more than that. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. And orange, <laughs> to me, is totally Halloween. And you are like the queen of Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> so look out around Halloween. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> How long ago was that? The dream that I had? Yeah. Or yeah. About, the, the about dream Karen? that your friend had. The dream that your friend had about the orange thing that your mom sent you. Oh, oh, oh. I wouldn't have associated Halloween with that. That's a thought. How long uh, ago was it? Like two weeks. Oh, just just recently then? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, very, cool. very recent. Yeah. All two, right, yeah. Yeah, like two weeks ago. Oh, and, yeah, uh, so know, that's something to think about, yeah. Of course, I'm sitting around racking my brains going, what would my mother be handing me that was orange? Maybe it's an orange drink. Yeah. You need some vitamin C. <laughs> she wants me to do a drink of the day for her. Yeah, Apparently. orange. This I is for know. my mom. Maybe it orange, was. Orange maybe, mint julia. <laughs> maybe it was a screwdriver because my dad always used to drink uh, screwdrivers. Oh, maybe that's her way of telling you that she's with your father. Maybe. They're mm. orange, so. Look at this. I, We're doing psychoanalysis. That's here. really funny because I can remember I was a little girl. And my mother would hand me this this glass. I didn't know what was in it. And it, and it was my, I didn't know, it was my dad's, dad's, you know, it was five o'clock somewhere drink. So I'd, he, she's like, bring this up to your father. And I would, I don't know how young I was. And I would very, very carefully 
walk all the way upstairs. We had a big house. And just watch the drink and like, don't spill it. Don't spill it. Don't spill it. (laughs) You didn't sip it? (laughs) So who knows? Maybe that, maybe we've unraveled the mystery. Hey, there you go. (laughs) I, you know, I dream a lot. I'm a very big dreamer. I dream constantly and lots of dreams during the night, not more than one. And I remember quite a bit of them. But I had the strangest one just the other night. And I was given a riddle, and it appeared in each one of the dreams. Now, when I dream, I don't dream the same dream all night long. I usually have, like, little segments of little stories of different things. Mm -hmm. And this riddle was in all my freaking dreams all night long (laughs) until when I woke up. When I woke up in the morning, I laid in bed, and I said, I got it. (laughs) I solved the the dream. So what was it? You can do this. It's a fun thing. And, and I, I've thrown this challenge out on the morning show. But uh, it, it's, it's really a, a fun thing to do. You can, you can figure it out. Uh, you have to get uh, a five-letter word. You want five five-letter words. And what you have to do is the first letter of the first word has to appear in the second word in the second position and the third word in the third position, and the fourth word in the fourth position, and the fifth word in the last position. So if you took a, I don't know what it is, a, a, say a, a, a B, and it, your first word began with a B, that B would have to be in the second position. In other words, it would be uh, like A, B, something. But all five-letter words, you could use the same letter uh, as many times as you want in the word, uh, but each word only counts as one. So... There you go. There's your challenge. If you can do it, okay. I did it. I yeah, did it. And if it, do, you know, do your challenge. Do like I did, and don't write it down. Do yeah. it in your head. Uh-huh. Then okay. it's a true challenge because that's the way I was handed to me, and that's the way I did it. And you guys are so much smarter than I am. So what do you have to you. do? Five words. Five words. Five letters each. Okay. So five five letter words. Oh, five five letter words. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's see. Beach, abate. No, yeah, I don't have to use B. Babble. I, that was just I, a sip. I just picked B. That's all. Yeah. Babble. I'm up to three. No, you're not. You're uh, not up to any. Oh, babble has six letters. No, you're not okay. getting it. Beach, right? Beach. Yeah. Okay. So Dallas your next second. word, your next word would have to be B has uh, to be something B. It should be blank something, yeah. Blank so B. I said abate, A B A T E. Yeah. Okay. And you can do all the way down, and uh, you can't use S's, E's, or E's or any of that extension of the a word. Oh uh, wow, you're getting really picky now. No, but that's part of it. I just <laughs> you can't like add an S to it or something like that. You so. know, you know what weird dreams I have all the time, mm-hmm. and and I I. I do tend to remember these. There you go. Um, is that I'm somewhere like Las Vegas or um, like uh, in Connecticut or wh- somewhere there's a casino. Oh. And I'm always – I'm on vacation there or I'm visiting this place. And 
uh, it's the last day, and I suddenly say, but we never went to the casino, and it's like the whole time that we're in this place. <laughs> I'm like, we never went to the casino. That's so it was like, I, I, I want to go gamble, right? So it's like me and you in Oneida. It's like what? Me and you in Oneida, New York. When we oh, went yeah. to Collinwood, yeah, we never, never went to the casino. I didn't even know there was a casino until like the last day. But um, no, but I kept trying. Like it's one of those things. I keep trying to go to the casino. I'm like, all right, today we're going to go to the casino. And then something happens and it keeps me from going and gambling. And then, uh, and then suddenly it's the last day and I'm like, we are going to the casino today. We have to go to the casino before we leave. And then something else happens, and I never get there. That I'm I sorry. Have, that is a recurring dream mm-hmm. that something uh, is always preventing me from going, I guess, and going and gambling. Hmm. And um, that, that is a really common theme in my dreams. And someone gotcha. said, you know, that's because something's holding you back. What about uh, you, Liz? Did you have common dreams at all, or what? What are your dreams like? I don't remember my dreams, but I have this thing oh, that uh-huh. happens to me every time I'm coming down and into sleep, as I get transported to places, and I'm in these places in different pieces of time. Like uh, last night, I was laying in bed, and then I was in this city, and there were all these like townhouses and you know brick front houses with the, the um, stairways coming down, and I was in a big car with, you know, like a 1940s car, and I'm driving down the street, and I'm seeing the people walking on the street, and it's very, very vivid. vivid. Sometimes I'm in, in a house, and there's wind blowing through the curtains, and the house, you know, I can see all the furniture in the house. Um, weird stuff like that right before mm-hmm. I fall asleep. That's Remember you had the dream dream about me and you in England or someplace in church? Oh, that – I yes. Yeah, I had a dream that you and I had traveled to England of all places, and we were going to do an investigation in a church, and the church was very, 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 very old, and something jumped inside of me and took me over, and I was – I was – so petrified when I woke up. <laughs> I was so scared. Oh. I told you about it, and you were with me. And Ron, you're supposed to protect me, and you couldn't protect me. Um, you didn't use your so. Van Helsing spray. It's not oh, my fault. I guess no. We didn't have it with us, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> but I woke up Special in a cold sweat in that one. <laughs> that was a scary one. Wow. Huh. One of the most. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. I was just saying. Oh. Huh. One of the most interesting things I found out, and I didn't find out to the just uh, when my mother passed away, and I, I've mentioned it before, but uh, it, it was always profound to me is that uh, she was uh, she had a, a pacemaker put in, and she was in rehab, and I went to visit her, and it was late at night, and the place had already torn out all the business, and I was just laying on the, I mean, sitting on the bed with her, and she was telling me stories of of all you know early life and with my father and and what they did and all these things and then she told me about my great grandfather in Poland who would uh, I don't know what you would call him but when people died in the village 
they would go to see him and they would pay him and he would dream and connect to the loved ones that passed and give them messages. Uh, you know, they would ask him questions and then in the next morning he would give them the answers to the questions because they would connect through his dream. And I had never heard of anything like that in my entire life. Wow. And uh, she told me that out of the clear blue. So I was <laughs> like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> but uh, that was intriguing to me. I wonder if you have genetically, maybe yeah, you have that within you, that you could do that possibly. So if I pay you? <laughs> no, I'm an alien. I'm an alien. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect it. Yeah, she. It's. I mean, dreaming is so fascinating. With there's so many uh, aspects of it that that we don't understand. Um, I remember one time uh, Maureen was having street, sleep disorders, and so she went to a sleep study at, at I forget what hospital in Boston and everything else, and. I was out in the Houghton Mansion, and uh, I was doing an event there or something, and uh, we made an agreement at a certain time that we would try to connect mentally. And so that would happen to be right in the middle of her sleep study. And so, oh, no. Yeah. So anyways, we, we, we did uh, make connection, believe it or not. And uh, – the, the interesting thing about it, the, the doctors were all nuts because during that time, her brain patterns were totally different than what they should have been. And they were trying to figure out what was going on. <laughs> you screwed it up. Yeah. Oh. Wow, that was the fastest hour ever. Right? That's good. It's always good talking to you guys. You know that. Yes. No, well, Sharing our a, experiences. This is a good topic. So anyways, um, we were going to do the show about the uh, Bridgewater Triangle, but it went, just before the show, I started reviewing it. And, and there was so much stuff going on there. I want to try to do a full show where I bring in somebody who's done a lot of studying on it and uh, we'll come up with some, uh, a much better show than Ann and I talk. Not that you don't know a lot about the Bridgewater Triangle. I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that we have someone uh, – that can add to it too. It'd be great. So, that's uh, fine. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, we want to thank Leslie for joining us tonight. Yes, it's very nice. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and uh, as far as yeah, and uh, as far as that uh, dream riddle, if you're interested, in it, I posted it on my um, morning show uh, page, Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition. I, what I'll do is I'll go on and I'll share it with the Next Generation page. So I will put that little riddle out there. If you guys want to take the challenge and, and try to get it, then uh, hey, there you go. Like I said, I did it without pencil and paper. So if well, I how, are you, how are you going to know that we didn't do it with a pen and paper? I don't care. I already gave, told people they can do it. It doesn't really oh. matter to me. Oh, all right. Just nothing. They want to do it. We're not allowed it's, to do it's, it. It's 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 not. There's no there's no prize for this. So it's your own. Oh, I want a prize. Yeah, I'll give you a prize. Uh, <laughs> it's for your own edification, and uh, you know it's a challenge, and I like challenges. That's why I did it. Uh, so there you go. And any more crossword puzzle hands? I mean, not crossword puzzle, uh, jigsaw puzzles. I am still working on the jungle theme puzzle, but. 
I think I'm down to less than 200 pieces. Oh, wow. Anyways, the music's playing. we got to go. So, <laughs> Leslie, thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann and Ron, special guest Leslie Mann, right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom 386 Merrick Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, in the Glant Messier family. Lock. Oh, stay safe. Wow. Good night, everybody. Miss Good you. Good night. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.